Thanks for checking out the Long and Short of It podcast. You can find us on all good podcast platforms. Please consider following or subscribing. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Long and Short of It, the podcast where we discuss each of the games on the Metacritic Top 100 list. My name's Dan and I'm joined by... I'm Lawrence, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast indeed. Now on the last episode, you were you were feeling a bit under the weather. Are you feeling a bit better today? Yeah, I think so. It's um, it, I've I've got better just in time for going back to work, so that's really great. I'm really pleased about that. Uh, but yes, I'm I'm most well now. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm as I said last week. I'm very busy, and I think you're very busy as well. So busy bees, uh, rather, some might say. Yeah, it's quite chaotic at the moment. Um, but we are hanging in there. Um, today, we've got a game to discuss. The game of the hour is number 83 on the Metacritic Top 100 list. Number 83 is Company of Heroes, released on the PC in the year 2006. Um, it has a score of 93. We told okay. a lie, didn't we, last week? We're not doing Zelda today. Too true, too true. Um, so yeah, the reasoning behind that was um, both of us have started playing that game. I encountered a rather frustrating issue with my Wii U gamepad where it decided literally to disconnect every few seconds and I was just about ready to throw the whole thing out the window. Um, so I have since then ordered a Pro Controller and the Pro Controller has now arrived. So uh, Wind Waker is delayed till next week and yes we have this rather surprise entry in the list for today so hopefully hopefully you will enjoy it listener. big surprise um, no one was expecting it yes. i wasn't expecting it no, i don't think anyone um, was expecting it, it. no nope. so there you go <laughs> okay so do you have any history with company of heroes no not at all this was the first time that i've ever i've probably heard of it before um but this is the first time i've really paid any attention to it i might not have heard of it i don't know but this is certainly my first time experiencing it or coming to some form of I don't know terms with it I guess coming to terms with Company of Heroes what about you yeah I'm, I'm the same um, I, I think I'd heard the name but I didn't know what it was I didn't even know it was a strategy game so when it when it came to the list and I would so we we, uh, we came up with a bit more of a structure for the back half of the list whereas with the first half of the list we were kind of um, playing around as we went along and um, deciding on a week-to-week basis. We've got more of a structure this time for the back half um, because we've got some really, really big games. And if we didn't have this structure, I don't think we'd be releasing any episodes, (laughs) quite frankly. Very true. Um, So, yeah, so uh, when when it came to Company of Heroes, um, usually I had an idea of the size of the game, the sort of game, and you could kind of work out its place in the list from that, but... Yeah, I, I didn't know what Company of Heroes was. I kind of guessed it was a war game. Um, but I, in my, I suppose, ignorance, I thought it was a an FPS of sorts. Um, so yeah, It's it was, got the it kind of a, name that you would expect an FPS to have, doesn't it? Like Medal of yeah, Honor or Call of Duty. Yeah, 100%. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was some kind of um, first-person shooter war game. And it is a war game, but it's not a first-person shooter. So... Um, I was surprised, and we've had uh, 
two strategy games back to back, which is great. Um, <laughs> Different. And uh, yes, the, the variety is the spice of life. And the last few weeks have been very <laughs> spicy, it would seem. So what version did you play of Company of Heroes? I played it on, on Steam. Um, I think, I'm pretty sure that's the only version that you can play it on, isn't it? It's. Um, I don't think well, it's available on consoles. Not on console, but it is available on iPhone and iPad. Is it? Yeah. So I didn't realise that. My, uh, I, had a, I know I was a bit, after I started playing it, I kind of wished I played it uh, on my iPhone. Um I think it would be a good place to play it in between doing things. And yeah, it's very it much was, a jump in and jump out game, isn't it? It is, and it was only £12 on the iPhone. Um, that so, version, I think, was released in 2016. Okay. I, I might might be wrong in saying that. Maybe it was a bit later. But, um, yeah, so that was, that was an option that we kind of uh, neglected here. But, yeah, I played it on Steam as well. Uh, okay. So, we're, we're now going to attempt to relay the plot to you. Um, so, what can you say about the plot of this game? Well, I um, I played a bit of the single-player campaign, but I primarily spent my time in the skirmish mode. Um, but the, the plot of this game is effectively you are playing as... I think there are two two campaigns, kind of. One where you play as the... Um, the, the main infantry force of the US Army and then one is the, uh, the, air, the air Force and you're basically going through separate battles in World War II so you start off with uh, with D-Day uh, playing as Able Company on Omaha Beach which obviously is real, it happened everyone knows about about D-Day and you, you basically are making your way through Europe in each of the, the levels so you have D-Day you then have... Um, the Battle of Carantan, which is as far as I got in the campaign before I just messed around with the skirmish mode. And it goes further and further, I think, maybe until you get into um, into Germany itself. But I'm not too sure on that. But you, you basically play as different companies within the, the American military, making your way into, into well, towards Germany until, obviously, the, the culmination of the war in 1945. But I like I say I primarily focus on skirmish in this game, but that's pretty much the the meat of the story. I think. Um, what what would you add to that? <laughs> um, the, yeah, it's, it's it's one of those war games that's kind of set within the Normandy parts of the like war. all the other games. Um, yeah, and apart from a. Uh, World at War, which was a bit of a variation. That was a it? good game. Call of Duty World at War. Yeah, it was okay. That was um, yeah. So it's so set in Normandy, and not not really much more to add. I'd say quite a prototypical World War Two story um, that we've seen probably hundreds of times before in video games. Yeah, it's, it's effectively World War Two games, particularly FPS, is effectively. Um, Saving Private Ryan, the, the the game, like Saving Private Ryan, has or Band of Brothers or Band of Brothers, yeah. It, it, both of those films slash TV series has that story down on lock, and it always feels that when a new game or film comes out that tells that story of of the the Normandy landings and and beyond, it's kind of retreading the steps that were were laid out by by Steven Spielberg and. Um, 
I don't know who directed Band of Brothers, but it's it's been told a lot of times, hasn't it? Which I think, yeah. With this game, obviously you start off at D Day because it's the it's the obvious place to start a story of Europe's invasion by the Americans because that's literally where it started with them, you know, um, sailing over the Channel. And D Day, I mean, anyone that's watched those that TV series or that film or studied it in history knows that it was incredibly bloody. And I think this game did did a good version of Normandy. Like it seemed like they took care of putting it together, and and you know it was obviously I don't know how accurate it was because I wasn't there, but everything that you read about Normandy, it seems is probably ten times worse than you actually do here. Like probably horrendous. So I think this game did a good good version of, of Normandy better than what Call of Duty World War 2 did a, f- a few years ago um, although I liked that game yeah I think this game had the benefit that it the gameplay is so different than yes. all of those other first person shooter games that whatever the story or the framing was it was always going to feel different um, so I think it really benefited from that and that is a nice um, nice link to the next section which is of course, our ever-present feature, Gameplay is King. Um, is Company of Heroes fun to play? I think so. I mean, I said in our in our Civilization episode and in our StarCraft episode that I, I grew up on a few RTS games and I quite enjoy them. I didn't really get on with StarCraft that much and we said that with Civilization 2, it's just a, the age of the game is a bit of a gatekeeper to, to getting involved with it. With this one, because it came out in 2006, it kind of came out at a time when there were a lot of different RTS games coming out. You know, the ones I was playing was like Star Wars, uh, Galactic Battleground Saga, or um, what's it called? Something of the Empire. I can't remember the name of it now, but I played that quite a lot as well. And I was um, I watched a video on this on this game, and the the person doing the video made a very valid point that at the time there were a lot of companies that were doing you know fantasy rts games or there would be i watch the same video as you yeah there would be sci-fi and there weren't very many that were doing actual military stuff and when relic made this game they came off the back of making a warhammer game which is obviously sci-fi slash fantasy i don't know much about warhammer but this was kind of like a bit bit of a breath of fresh air and I I quite enjoyed this game because of how the progression is made. So within the game, you're effectively constantly pushing because you need to get new command posts to move up the field to get more factions to join you to add to your your number of troops or your number of artillery, um, and you know take over civilian buildings to turn into barracks or whatever. But if you're not pushing in this game for more area then you're struggling and because the maps are so small it means that the that the fighting is pretty much not straight away but it's very much a case of this is what you're supposed to be doing this playground is very small go and do it and i liked that element about this game i, I thought it was a lot more fun than starcraft was and you know, this is a game that I'll probably go back and play a little bit more of. It's irritating because it is on the PC, and we've said a few 
times that you and me aren't really PC gamers, but it's enjoyable and I think it, it's good. And there is a lot of strategy to this game. It kind of reminded me um, of a game I don't know if you all have played. It's on Switch called Door Kickers. No, don't know. It, it. It's um, it's very Tom Clancy esque, and it's very much about the planning and ensuring that your moves are, are pulled off without a hitch, which obviously isn't exactly the same as with this game. But there is a lot of planning and a lot of strategy required to it. It's not just a case of throw troops forward and you'll win. Because if you come up against a tank, your infantry aren't going to put a dent in that tank because they're infantry and they're carrying machine guns and it's a tank. So there is a lot of planning that you need to do with this game, which I quite liked. And it's one of those games that really needs a lot of time sunk into it to get the most out of it but the time that i had with it i enjoyed i thought it was good and i would i'd describe it as fun but for a very niche audience i think um what about yourself yeah in in the last episode obviously we played civilization 2 and i conceded that i'm not huge strategy game person um that being said i do think company of heroes is the most enjoyable strategy game that we've played on the list so far we've played as you said starcraft 2 um and civilization there's not a huge amount of strategy games on this list um we've got civilization civilization 4 coming up um i can't think of any more um no i don't think there are any others on the list so so that's it there's there's, there's four games and i think probably so far this is this is the most enjoy enjoyment that i've had with a strategy game on the list we'll see if that still stands when i played civilization 4 um i think it's pretty fun um for me it kind of um de-emphasizes some of those elements in strategy games that kind of get on my nerves a bit um such as base building and resource gathering they're they are de-emphasized here um resource gathering is passive so you don't have to do anything towards it as long as you're constantly uh, growing your area um, those resources will grow and grow um, and um, there there's kind of taking over bases and it's not it's not like the, the the set base building thing that you usually get in strategy games so I think for me I enjoyed that more and it's it's a much more action focused game and I enjoyed that um, yeah so I think it is probably as i say the most fun i've had with one of these games it's it's a game that um on the right platform i could probably sink quite a bit of time into um had i known about the uh iphone version i probably would have played my time there and uh played it a bit more probably um yeah so i think that's that's a plus in the game's favor um (laughs) we usually have a bit here where we say favorite move favorite thing to do um, I didn't know what to call it in this, so I just said favorite gameplay thing. Nice. So, what's your favorite gameplay? Thing? Nice and vague. Uh, usually, I I enjoy campaigns, and like I said, I played about two, two or three missions of this game before I primarily went on to like the skirmish mode. Um, and there are a couple that are there. You've got victory point control, which is effectively you move up to gain command posts, at which point you will start earning more points and the other sides will start to to go down. And when one side's counter goes down to zero, then they'll lose. 
or you can just destroy all of their stuff to win, which is a bit harder. So you've got that mode, which can go up to a thousand points. So obviously it can take quite a while to, to whittle that down. But the other is Annihilation, which is pretty much the same game mode, but without the points. So you just need to destroy everything, which can be quite difficult dependent on you know the skill of your, your AI. But I, I quite enjoyed Victory Point Control. It reminded me a lot of um, Operation Mode in Battlefield 1. I, I enjoyed Battlefield 1. And I think because it was based in World War 1, it stood out to me a bit more because there aren't really very many games that focus on that period. Probably quite rightly so because it was so bloody and brutal. But Operations Mode in Battlefield 1 felt relatively similar because it is about getting command posts, getting all three of them in an area and then moving up. And there's an element to that in VPC, um, in Command of Hero, uh, Company of Heroes. So I'd say that was probably my favourite thing to do. The campaign was decent and I'll probably finish it at some point, like I said. Um, I didn't play any of the multiplayer, but I think that there is still a, a, a community of Company of Heroes players and I think it's yeah, also played yeah. um, competitively as well at um at functions so this this game's still got a lot of fans you know 15 years on which i think is great but yeah for me i've always been a big fan of ai skirmish modes whether that's in third person games rts games or whatever um, i prefer it to playing with actual people because actual people usually beat me and that makes me sad <laughs> what what would you say was, was yours uh, um I like some of the little touches, but I, I feel like the action-heavy nature of this game, it's always satisfying when you're playing. I don't know if you did any of the tank manoeuvres where you get behind a tank and yeah. blow up the tank from behind and um, just using C4 and grenades to blow people up and seeing the, the chaos ensue. Um, I think the the gameplay is very satisfying in that way. It's always nice to see the payoff from your actions. And this game has um, very good physics, um, destruction and stuff like that, and um, ragdoll physics. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on under the hood that kind of makes the game very punchy and satisfying. Yeah. So yeah, I think that would be the... Uh, also, uh, one of the things that I said about Civilization 2 was uh, the lack of a tu tutorial or a kind of lead into the game, so you kind of had to figure things out on your own, whereas this game has a very comprehensive tutorial. So as I critiqued, let's say, Civilization 2 for not having that last time, um, got to give this game props for having a, a very good tutorial mode, which introduces the action very nicely, and uh, it's optional, of course, um, but yeah, it was good. It was, it was, it was needed. Sometimes these games can get a bit overwhelming, so I thought that was useful. Thinking about it, we said this is the um, the only other RTS game other than the two Civ games and, and uh, StarCraft. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the only World War II game on the list? Well, I'm glad you said that. Um, I think it might be. Uh, can't think of any off the top of my head. No. But we will get to that a bit later, probably. Okay. Um, Okay, 
So on to the audio and visuals. We've not really touched on the audio and visuals, so um, this will be an interesting one. Um, what do you what, what what do you know about the audio and the visuals in this game? The audio, um, I didn't really notice too much. Like the, the sound effects and stuff are, are, are fine for a, for a mid noise game, um, but I really like the look of this game. It's with with uh, Civ, it's obviously top down, very low res graphics because of the time that it was made in the mid nineties. But with this being well, that um, is sort of isometric, isn't it? Well, yeah, this is like isometric, but at the same time, it's a lot easier to track, and it's quite similar to StarCraft in that um, that element. It's kind of high definition isometric, if that makes sense. I think a lot of RTS games, particularly the ones that I played, which came out around 2000, 2001, they were still quite choppy. So this game, I think, for for its age now, I think it still looks good. Because they weren't going for anything uber realistic and they didn't go for anything that, you know, makes it look like it's aged quite a lot a few years on. I think it still stands up now in terms of the visual effects. Um, And I think the camera works really well for this game as well. I don't know how much of a compliment that is to an RTS game because you always assume that that the camera would be solid for an isometric um, game. But... I mean, in terms of the visuals, I think it still looks good today. I don't know if you'd agree with that, but I think it still stands out. Yeah, I think the audio and the visuals, I will say that in terms of other games we've complimented for their art style, I will say that here, for me, it's a touch generic. Um, I'd say that there's not much that would distinguish this from another World War Two game other than the viewpoint being a bit different. Um, same with the audio, same with the uh, voice work. Um, I think it should be noted as well that, that the voice work actually did win awards when this game came out, so it's a different time. Um, but yeah, it's all serviceable, and I do think the, the graphics have aged quite nicely, despite them maybe being a touch generic. I think from that vantage point, they do still look good. It still looks punchy and... and um, Nothing looks washed out or low resolution. Yeah, and definitely. There's quite a lot going on under the hood here. Um, I, I mean, again, for the time, 2006, uh, this game used normal mapping. It used um, some high dynamic range and, and the lighting particularly, I think, has aged quite nicely. Um, so, yeah, I think generally speaking, it's, it's, it's positive. Um, but maybe doesn't do enough to stand out from the crowd. Yeah, that's fair enough. It it is very much typical of mid noughties games to all look quite similar because all of these Brown and green. Yeah, particularly military games, all of these advances had been made kind of in the the early noughties to to the HD era, I suppose. And they look good, but I understand where you're coming from that they do look quite generic and they all, a lot of the games of the time look quite samey and look quite grey and quite gritty, which there's an argument to say that there is still an element of that today, but I think there is a lot more colour at the moment. And obviously that isn't across the board for 2006, but I, I do get what you're saying there. Um, it, it, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I still think this game looks good though. Um, yeah, it does. For, for its age, which I think... Is a, is a testament to it because there's a lot of games on this list that came out after 2006 that don't look as good, you know? Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. Okay, on to our question of the week. I've kept it very simple this week. Um, very, very simple, but it kind of harkens back to what you were saying a um, couple of minutes ago, which is about World War II games on the list. I thought this would be a good opportunity to just talk about some World War II games. So, um, my question for you is, what are some of your favourite World War II games? That's an interesting one. That's it. I might have to think about that, but ones that come to me immediately, I mentioned earlier uh, Call of Duty 5, World at War, I think that's a good game. Um, I mean, Gary Oldman is the uh, is Reginov, maybe leaves you wanting a little bit in terms of the Russian accent, but I think World at War is a relatively <laughs> decent game. Um, and one that stands out, for, it's an older game from the PS2 era, but Medal of Honor Frontline. I'm not sure if that had... I was going to say Frontline. Yeah, I don't know if that had a different name... Um, in in the states, but I thought no. Frontline was so good. there are two games that were very similar: Allied Assault and Frontline. I think they were very similar, but they're not the same game. Okay, my understanding of it. Um, I think Battlefield Five is quite decent as well. Um, I've played a bit of the multiplayer of that, and I've played some of the the campaign stories on it, which were, were decent. But off the top of my head, I can't think of loads of of World War Two games, which is mad because there are so many. Um, what what are, 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 are a few of yours? I was going to say, are there any moments from those games that stand out to you that you you would like to share? Always D Day, and I can't. I kind of slated Call of Duty World War Two. The start of this game, but there's no denying that that is a good looking game. Did you play World War Two? I haven't. That's one that I haven't played. So it is a good looking game, and it's very much a standard Call of Duty campaign. It's very you know run of the mill get to checkpoint progress checkpoint progress you're doing all the work but the the first mission of the landing on uh, i think it's omaha beach as well it is like it is horrific i'd say i don't think that you'd enjoy the whole game and you know there's a lot of on the nose stuff like going to find a, a a concentration camp at the end of the game to find your you know one of your um one of your brothers in arms it's it's on the nose but yeah that stands out the the the, the d-day landings in call of duty uh sorry medal of honor frontline as well definitely stands out and although again i've slated it a bit uh cod world war Two. there is a mission where you infiltrate a german high command building um as a member of the french resistance and that was quite cool I thought that was really good. I've heard it's about that. It, it's that similar the Hitman style mission. Yeah, it's very similar to the mission the in, in Cold War. In Cold yeah. War, yeah, yeah, where you um you, you you infiltrate the Soviet thing and come face to face with Zakayev. But that was a standout. In that game. What's that, sorry? That's probably the best mission in that game, Cold War. Yeah, probably. It was an alright game. Um other than that, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, but you're the person that came up with the question this week, so you've had a bit more time to yeah. think. So what what are some of yours? Um, so I'm going to echo Frontline. Frontline was uh, really my first introduction to World War Two games. So, And yeah, that, that beach landing in that game, um, you playing as Jimmy Patterson, the, uh, the immortal soldier who survives everything, basically. Um, but that fantastic soundtrack that they had. And then um, I still remember a lot of the levels in that game. That was a, a good game um, before Medal of Honor dropped the ball. 
that was it was the king then and then Call of Duty came along and just stole the crown right off its head um, and uh, you know that I think I've mentioned this game to you before at, at least um, so there are two versions of Call of Duty 2 there was Call of Duty 2 Big Red 1 which is a terrible name um, great name <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was the version that was released on the last generation consoles at the time so that was the ps2 the xbox and the gamecube got big red one and um then there was just call of duty 2 which was only released on the xbox 360 yeah i remember you mentioned that before as well it's a very very good game that not many people have played and it's a it's a completely different game from big red one <laughs> i can't even say that without <laughs> I know that it's probably a, a a relevance, a wartime relevance to that, but it just <laughs> sounds like Clifford the Big Red Dog. Well, yeah, f- fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Clifford the Big Red Dog getting a nod in this episode. Um, good for him. Yeah, so so that game was really good, and yeah, today obviously it doesn't look anywhere near as good as it did at the time, but. There are some really great missions in that game as well. So you've got the uh, the beach landings there as well. Um, there's one mission where you start off in a village and you're making a long trawl towards this bunker on top of a hill, and the weather changes as you're as you're heading towards the bunker, so that um, it's not raining, and then it starts to rain, and then it starts to rain really heavily, and then the rain dissipates, and then you get another shower later on, and it's it's just um. Yeah, the game. The game's full of very cool moments. There's also a moment where you're in like an oil pipe, and you're you're crawling through, and it gets shot to shreds, and you can see all the light cascading through. So that's very cool as well. Um, and also one that I played. I played this originally on the 360 as well, um, which is Call of Duty Three. Um, that game looked very very good. That was one of the first games I played on the 360. Actually, I played that before I played Call of Duty 2 and that was a very very good looking game and I remember stuff like um, you'd run through grass and the grass would trample and stuff like that um, yeah that was that was a that was a fun game um, I completed that a few times too um, yeah I think those are some of them I also quite like the the sniper games um, obviously set during World War 2 but very different type of game and um, can be a lot more strategic. Sniper Elite Four was very good, and there's a new yeah, that was a good game. And that was set on the Italian uh, yeah. aspect of the war, so that was quite interesting as well. But you, you also had um, Sniper Elite Two, uh, which takes place, I think, in Germany. It's, it's in Europe Germany, somewhere, and yeah. then uh, Elite Three, I think, takes place in Africa, doesn't it? Yeah. So again, they're, they're always trying to uh, present the war from different places mm. yeah and I've, I've played two three and four i've completed two three and four um never played the original um but i'm quite looking forward to the fifth one when that eventually comes out yeah they're good games yeah so yeah they're just very different very different pacing from your traditional um world war ii game but yeah there's a lot of good world war ii games and there's, there's a lot of good moments within those games um but it is a it's an it's a a, a genre which is kind of a bit overdone probably so that you do see a lot of repeated elements a lot of repeated moments from um different vantage points different uh graphical engines and stuff like that but yeah i, I still quite enjoy my world war 2 games but yeah i would like to see some more world war 1 games definitely and 
it's not to glorify war. I don't think. No, of course be. not. Yeah, but as as a gamer, from a gaming perspective, mm. they're fun to play. Quite, I agree. Okay, on to our wrap up then. Does Company of Heroes, uh, sitting at number eighty three on the Metacritic list, deserve its place? Or does it deserve to be on the list? And does it deserve its place on the list? I think it does deserve to, uh, its, uh, to be on the list. I'd say maybe you could pop it a little bit lower. Um, maybe lower 80s, high 90s perhaps. So not that much of a change. But I think it's good. And I know that from looking into it and from playing it, I know that it's a well-respected game. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. And it's probably the best RTS game, that, in my opinion, that we've played so far. Which I don't think is that hard to, to be I don't think that's a hard title to have but I think that it stands out amongst the other ones so yeah I'd, I'd say that it deserves its place and I enjoyed it and like I say I'll probably go back and play more of it which isn't always the case for games on this list so yeah what about you yeah I, I pretty much echo what you're saying there I don't know what my conclusion was for, for Starcraft 2 um, but it may have been something along the lines of it's a strategy game. There aren't that many strategy games on the list, and also it's a different kind of game. And mm. for, for variety's sake, it might deserve to be there. I think that that's probably along the lines of what I said. Um, and I, I would echo. I think this this does deserve to be here. It's probably got more right to be here, in my opinion, than any other strategy game that we've played so far. And I agree. Also, dropping it slightly, maybe into the nineties. Um, but yeah, it, it does have a big following still from what I can gather. And also, uh, the, the sequels to this game didn't please most people. So the fact that they kind of hit it out of the park mm. with the first entry is something to be um, celebrated, I think. Okay, so that was Company of Heroes. Um, now, next week, probably not that surprising a game, but what have we got coming up next week? Zelda. Legend of Zelda. Wind Waker. Um, yeah. I mean, we we both started playing it, and like you say, you, you've had a few controller issues, as have I. I'm just I'm just pushing through. Um, but I think you, you've you've completed it twice before. Maybe? Twice, yes. I've never completed it. I think I'm just about getting up to the point that I stopped playing at, which is the same with every Zelda game that we've played so far on the list. Yeah, yep, yeah, I've played it before, but only got this far. Then I got bored and turned it off. So. And remind us of your challenge for the Zelda games. Obviously. I've got to complete all of the Zelda games. Which, to be fair... With the exception of uh, 1 and 2, which yeah. we weren't going to set you. Cause yeah. I've not completed those. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm enjoying Wind Waker so far. I'm not really looking forward to the next one. But then after that, we've got Breath of the Wild, haven't we? So, so we've got Twilight Princess and Breath of the Wild. Is that the one where you turn as the wolf? Yes. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to that. I don't know anything about it, but it just doesn't look like my kind I of like thing. I like Twilight Princess. I think it's um, one of the better ones. Well, we shall have to see, shan't we? Yes, indeed, indeed. So, as always, okay. you can catch us on social media. Long short of it, podcast at hotmail.com to email us. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And yeah, if you want to leave us a rating or a subscription or a follow or a pigeon mail then that will always be greatly appreciated but yeah is there anything else from you for today no nothing from me very good well we hope you've enjoyed our episode on company of heroes and we shall see you next week for the wind whacker but yeah in the meantime take care cheerio
See you on the next one.